You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. DJ Impact and I got the uh, Vegas Bad Boys all here. And welcome everyone, this is uh, Wrestling Talk. And thank you for hanging out for us. If you're with, if you're hanging out with us live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, look like we might have some issues right now with Twitch, but uh, we'll figure it out. Um, in the meantime, if you happen to be in the other platforms, throw the comments in the chat and we'll try to uh, get it in as we see fit. Okay. Uh, so, welcome again. If you just download the podcast and you're listening in your car or headphones, we appreciate you doing that as well. And guys, it's been once again a bunch of wrestling been going on. So let's uh let's get right into it with our four-way stop. All right. Sin City Steve, first off, welcome. It is great to see you. Uh, I heard last time you were stuck in a movie theater, they held you hostage. Uh, and put you into torture for watching <laughs> AEW. Uh, I, I'm glad to see you got out of it. Uh, what's been going on, man? <laughs> torture. Come on, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, last week I was not on the show. I was uh, watching AEW Revolution in a movie theater, which is an experience that I would highly recommend anybody take advantage of. Um, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be AEW. If WWE would be doing their shows in a movie theater as well, I would recommend that. It's a great environment. Yeah. Fans cheering, chanting, all that kind of stuff. It it really is cool. Was, it quite a, lot, was a lot of people there? Uh, so I, I did a, a quick head count of about 40, 50 people okay. in, in the theater that I was in. So it was not bad. The, the theater hall I was in had about 100 seats. So it was almost half full. Gotcha. All right, so, man. But go ahead. Do your solid. Um, anyway, uh, MJF is still your AEW world champion after fending off Brian Danielson and everything he could throw at him for 66 minutes. Wow. So obviously the Iron Man match itself went into sudden death as if no one saw that coming. Um, this match genuinely had it all. Um, you know, I, I would honestly love to hear from anybody that actually took the time and watched the full match mm -hmm. if they felt differently um it was a it was a very solid match from beginning to end um yeah that was my main my main uh my main thing that i loved uh this week the the four-way stop is you know match of the week but sure. yeah this could very well be a, an early match of the year contender yes wow. i'm okay. saying that <laughs> um, take the 66 minutes, go watch it. And yeah, anyway, yeah. uh, elsewhere at revolution, we saw the TNT title change hands. Wardlow beats Samoa Joe, not for long. 
dude turns right around and, uh, you know, they send the title onto, onto powerhouse Hobbs four days later at that freaking dynamite. Right. So yeah, more ping pong, but, uh, that is a very, very newsworthy thing. I'm going to talk about it in another segment. Um, however, I am ultra bullish on powerhouse Hobbs that he can hold the title for a while and give it the type of run that it needs. Um, next up the house of black, your new AEW trios champions, yeah. uh, defeating the elite at revolution. This match was electric. Um, all six of these guys match up extremely well. They've got great chemistry. Hopefully this frees up Kenny Omega to do solo stuff and the bucks to do tag team stuff. And finally they're investing in the house of black. So hopefully we can get them on a coherent storyline and with a lot more to come. No doubt. Thanks, man. Simon Street, what you got? Well, I got a chance to watch Roadblock this week, <clears throat> NXT. Um, really solid show. Um, really not that much. I mean, the only match that I kind of was like, uh, thought it could have been a little bit better was um, uh, what you call it, Gigi Dolan versus Juicy J. I mean, it was okay, but it could have been a lot better. But some of the highlights, which was really, really good, was obviously the main event, NXT Women's Championship, Roxanne Perez versus... Miyako Satamora, mm -hmm. good match, and really did elevate Perez, I feel. I mean, when you go up against a veteran such as uh, Satamayor, you know, Satamura, uh, you, you, you really have to be on your A game, and, and she really did look, look amazing in that match. Um, and other things, too, super excited uh, for uh, what happened on Raw. I mean, Boston, I mean, man. It don't it it, it it never fails. You put John Cena in his hometown of Boston, some cool shit's gonna happen. Um, him punking the shit out of freaking Austin Theory is what we all been waiting for. We knew it was gonna happen, but you know what? When your boy says I'd rather be bald than to have my my uh crowd pump a uh, piped in, I mean that's just <laughs> we've all talked about it. And I know the first thing I thought about was freaking y'all, y'all three, because we talk about this shit all the time, piped in shit. How Impact loves it, and the rest of us are like, this is bullshit, but I love it. And then, of course, you know, Jay coming back. I know we'll talk more about that, but, I mean, just all in all, man, it was just really, really good. Uh, one quick match, I will say, on SmackDown that really was just really, really good was, uh, you know, that uh, Intercontinental title, number one contendership, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Karrion Cross, and LA Knight, and Woods. Man, that was way better of a match than I thought it was going to be. And, I mean, definitely interwoven these storylines of what's happening. And then at the end, I mean, come on, double count. Now, uh, you know, I'm scared that, you know, Gunther is going to tell all of us how to uh, learn English as a uh, first language and teach us a, a plural and, and single tense. <laughs> yes, I said single tense. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me go over to you, Matt Michaels, man. What you got? Uh, Solo versus KO on Raw was absolutely fire. That was a, a great uh, way to kind of set things up. And then, of course, you know, figuring into uh, Sammy versus uh, Jimmy and Jay, uh, essentially, you know, in that whole end, you know, segment of, of Raw, just spectacular. And then, uh, you know, the SmackDown having... Uh, Sammy show up and, and Cody and uh, <laughs> who knew we could put Sammy Zayn and Cody Rhodes together like amazing right it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty sweet um, Logan Paul as a heel sign me up I love it 
take more of that. That was some good fucking promo work. Uh, I thought GG versus JC was great. That was that was a good match. Dominic saying I should have been Eddie's son was beautiful. Uh, Paul Heyman's promo on Cody was was magnificent, and of course, you know Jay's promo on SmackDown was great as well. Um, just a lot of good, uh, a lot of good stuff that essentially is setup stuff right now because you're heading three weeks into WrestleMania. So yeah, you know we're we're seeing some good setup stuff and uh, getting some decent matches out of it as well. So that's uh, some good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's a different type of count. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Hitting the wrong timer. Um, and then and then and Michael's over there doing the same thing. So it's like I, I'll tell you, man. I, I'll take it this time because my job is not going to be doing so much talking. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and start you two minutes now. That's that's Matt Michael right there. <laughs> We, we probably won't even get the best in show. <laughs> so, you know. Anyways, let's move right over into um, Too Sweet for the Week. All right, Simon Street. What you got? Well, I'm definitely going to say Too Sweet for the Week was that uh, cliffhanger on Raw. I know I talked a little bit about it, but, you know, having a J making Zane feel like, hey, man, put the one up, man. We all on the same page. And boy, Jimmy was looking beside himself like somebody cut out half his heart. But man, as it went down, you know, blood's thicker than water. And well, let's look at this. Uh, Mr. Zane, you got an empty cup. With that being said, I said it's too sweet for the week because that shit happened on Raw. Let's run it right back real quick and find out, man, I don't know about y'all, but I love the fact of how the bloodline just seemed real potent. I mean, at the sense of all of Rakishi's sons just looking stunning, ready for war. It just looked really, really good. And I like the fact that, yet again, great promo by Jay talking about what would you do if you if the lights going to get turned off? What, what would you do for your family? And that was just real, real, real. And uh, I mean, just the way it's putting together, it's just really, really good. I've always said, and I know I've said it a million times, it was never really about Zane. It was always about Jay. And I think we're seeing him ascend to really be something down the road because because your boy got the chops and he and, and he got the belt in his hand. He popping through the door, gonna whoop everybody ass. That's what he giving me on SmackDown. So that's my two sweet for the week. Goes to you, Mr. J. Uso. No doubt, no doubt. Matt Michaels, two sweet for the week. Uh John Cena coming back to Raw, of course, was probably one of the best things on TV all week, including the Oscars. In fact, John Cena should host the fucking Oscars. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, uh, it just goes to show that John is one of the only guys that uh, you can trust to allow to say anything. You, you just you have him go in there and he's given the freedom and he can shoot it and throw that stuff out there. I'm sure Austin probably said, you know, give it to me. Go ahead. And, uh, boy, he didn't fucking hold back. And that was amazing shit to see. Um, it's also going to raise Austin Theory to a fucking, you know, just 
a, a trajectory that is just going to be a shooting star once mm-hmm. that WrestleMania match happens. Yeah. So I think that's going to be very, very, uh, very huge. And uh, then over on NXT, we get HBK and Waller in the in the ring together, which was phenomenally entertaining. What a great matchup. And what a great build to just give you that sense that maybe, maybe that old man with that bad hip and the <laughs> cock glide oh boy. might be getting into the ring to face this young guy <laughs> until Gargano's music hits. And now we get Johnny Gargano versus Waller at the fucking yeah. Saturday pay-per-view. God damn, that's going to be a good match. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Sin City Steve, what was your too sweet? All right. So do you guys like ultra violence? If so, do I have the match for you? John Moxley, Hackman Page, Texas Death Match in San Francisco, California, mind you. So not only are they not in Texas, um, but in any event, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's just recap the, the things that were used in this match. Barbed wire boards, barbed wire chairs, barbed wire strands, a fork, a ridiculously heavy chain, and uh, oh yeah, bricks. Yeah, bricks. Um, Yeah, especially of note in this match was uh, Mox having Paige in a submission move, uh, had his his legs wrapped around Paige's head in a bit of a triangle, and uh, repeatedly stabbing Paige in the forehead with a fork and you actually see the blood like spurting on Moxley's chest. It was, uh, wow. yeah, a sight to behold. <laughs> um, yeah, nonetheless, uh, Paige had uh, Ghost Riders in the sky brought him to the ring, so that was awesome. Um, if you like ultraviolence, check that match out. If not, I totally get it. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Completely get it. Uh, elsewhere, FTR are back. Uh, they're going after the guns and their AEW tag titles. Um, yeah, I said the guns. They emerged victorious from that four-way. And um, keep in mind, the guns already beat FTR. So now it's about FTR getting their win back, also giving them a good run with those titles. And let's be real. For the last several months, every time that FTR has come out to the arena, they've gotten the loudest crowd reaction of anybody. Mm-hmm in the company yeah okay well, at least five people were cheering so that's good <laughs> all right well blood let's check out blood. this week's wtf all right mr michaels you're up man you have any wtfs this week uh yeah it's called aew <laughs> and uh Jesus. We, we can start right with this. When you're doing a promo and you're you're a bad guy, and you're, if you're a villain, uh, Ruby Soho is probably fucking one of the worst people to do it. And uh, one of the reasons is this. Quote, I know you weren't here yet, Renee, but can you remember the reception I got when I beat her? I know you weren't here yet, but can you remember? What the fuck does that mean, Ruby? Uh, And then, you know, Steve pointed this out. Wardlow? What the fuck? 
what are you doing with this guy? You're fucking destroying this guy's career. And it's not bad enough that you have him lose like right away to Hobbs after you tried building him for three or four weeks. You just have him lose to Hobbs because Hobbs has to win in his hometown or at least <laughs> proximity of his hometown. And on top of that all, it's fucking QT Marshall? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, Tony, B Booker of the Year, according to Meltzer, by the way. <laughs> so, good for that. Uh, Excalibur actually said this. When uh, Tony uh, and Soraya and Ruby, they do that stupid fucking spray paint with spray paint you can't see. Excalibur actually said, these outsiders. So... Good for that. And uh, congratulations. Let's change the All-American belt to the International belt because why not? Just fuck it. Yeah. yeah oh, boy. Stuff. All right. Well, Sin City Steve, might as well follow up with you, man. <laughs> what, what WTF she got? I mean, you know, when, when Michael strictly looks at AEW programming only for one segment in the show, he kind of takes all my thunder. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about Wardlow. I can't do it. He already did it. And I was going to talk about the Atlantic title. Can't do it. So, well, there's that. Um, other than that though, um, you know, because I will point out both the good and the bad with the shows that I watch <clears throat> anyway, uh, Christian cage versus jungle boy at revolution. Uh, this match was obviously the climax to the feud between these guys you know, they had to put everything on hold for six months because of Christian's elbow injury. For whatever reason, this was changed to a final burial match. Okay? The match was okay. The right result was achieved. Jungle Boy went over. But just to put it into perspective, because I know at least one of you didn't watch the show. Probably none of you watched it. But in any event, they had a grave site up by the stage, okay, with a casket in the in the gravesite. <laughs> okay. Christian obviously mentioned Jungle Boy's dead father and his promos and, and things like that. So that's the tie-in, but what? How tone-deaf can you be? Let's be honest, okay? Right. You're doing a final burial match when not too long ago you were just having a, uh, a remembrance episode for somebody who was under your roster, Right. Not exactly the smartest thing in the world. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the, the, the laugh that I got from this match was as Jungle Boy threw Christian into the casket and closed the lid, as he did, the casket was dropped into the grave and you had the smoke pour out of the grave. So <laughs> it, they just went full-on wrestle crap bullshit with this <clears throat> match, which was the only thing that they could do. But still, man, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, Steve, and I'll I'll add to that because uh, John wanted me to mention that Impact Wrestling is doing the first ever busted open match, which is very close to the idea of the match that you just described, where apparently a busted open match has never been done before, uh, unless you've watched other shows and called it first blood. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blood for blood. Well, let me go over to you, Simon Street. Any WTFs? Man, there's quite a few WTFs. And the last one I'll mention is just WTF on people's thought process. But enough on that. The first WTF goes to how the hell are you going to book 
Charlotte Flair as a face when she's doing some heelish type shit. Don't insult my intelligence. That's a little weird. Uh, come on, holding the figure eight for that longer period of time by staring down Rhea Ripley? That doesn't make any sense to me. I know usually it's Matt Michaels who points out things of inconsistency and correlation of logical sense, but I didn't see that as logical sense. I get that you didn't want to break your gaze, but that made you look very heelish. Um, on the next thing of what the hell, man, uh, you know, poor Baron Corbin. For a guy that really is talented, what the fuck are we doing with him? What are we doing with him? It seems like you're just throwing him in a match so that way you can pay him for the night. I know that's not how it goes. They don't pay people per night, but shit. I, I don't understand because I, I, I like Corbin as the superstar. Maybe not as happy Corbin like Mr. Impact does, but come on, what are we doing with him? I think they should have just added him into the maximum male models. I think he would have been great in that in that role. Baron. Well, as long as he doesn't talk, his career will be great in any capacity. Um, the next WTF actually comes from NXT Roadblock. I was very let down with, uh, you know, the whole, you know, Andre Chase versus Joe Gacy to the point to where it was lackluster based on the buildup to the point to where it was interrupted in a commercial. And by the time I came back, I was just like, I don't even want to watch this. It's, I was just let, a little let down because there was a big buildup. And I was getting excited. But, you know, it's probably just my opinion. And last but not least, the biggest thing has to do with me watching people on the Internet thinking that Roxanne Perez actually really got hurt at the end of Roadblock to the point to where people didn't realize. How long have you been watching wrestling? Did you see an X? Because an X is when it really does happen. <laughs> if there's no X, it ain't fucking real. And that's my WTF. Thank you for the rant, <laughs> rant over. She should have just put barbed wire around her boot and kept kicking her with it. <laughs> it's obvious at this point that NXT is just a Sean, a Sean Michaels reimagining, I mean, of his entire career. Cause you had the barbershop. Now you have the incident where like, you know, he obviously he fell down, passed oh. out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's next? All right. What are you looking out for? <laughs> And that means we go back to Houston City, man. What what are you what are you looking forward to? All right. So at AEW Revolution, Ricky Starks got another major win at another major show. He beats Chris Jericho, kick off the show. And what's next? Well, we saw what it is for him in the short term as the Bullet Club theme played. And immediately everybody began to speculate: holy shit, is this Jay White? No, it's only Juice Robinson. Okay. So so that's where we're going with Ricky Starks. He's just going to be back in the mid card doing a whole bunch of nothing. Please tell me that this is just the jumping off point for something much better as Ricky Starks deserves much better. Um, elsewhere, um, you know, Michaels, you did mention the uh, a couple of lines from the Ruby Soho um, promo, and I get it. But so many of these you fans are fickle type promos are, are cut from heels in both major companies. Um, but the fact is not too many times do, does the heel actually have receipts to back it up. When Ruby mentioned, you know, the loss versus Britt Baker, her win over Chris Statlander, where in both instances, the crowd should have been behind her 
and they weren't. They chose to cheer the homegrown talents. Um, I, I really do want to see how Ruby does as a heel because, quite <laughs> frankly, as a babyface, she's not been, you know, she's not been great to say the very least. We laugh about it. We joke about it. But at this point, anything that can be done is better than what they have been giving us. Uh, elsewhere, speaking of the women, Jade Cargill threw out the open challenge this week for Dynamite and challenged any of those whack-ass Canadians to take her on. Well, I do know somebody who just so happened to have finished her impact contract and is from Canada. Could we possibly see Taya Valkyrie this week on Dynamite? Mm. Wow. All right. Let me then go right over to you, Simon Street. And um, what you're excited for, man? Well, definitely, first and foremost, I am very much anticipatingly waiting for a Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker NXT title. That's yeah. going to be fire. And man, uh, at Roadblock, those two gentlemen were chopping it up in the middle of the ring and, you know, almost got goosebumps. With that being said, <clears throat> I think this is going to be to where one of these two gentlemen will be going up to the main roster after this match. I'm just, just thinking about it, speculating. Maybe it's just me. Um, so that's going to be one thing. Next thing that I am looking forward to is seeing more of Mysterio and Legado del Fantasma. Mm. A lot of people said that match wasn't great, but I like seeing that pair together. That's some of the best shit that I've ever seen out of the Mysterio and Dominic Chronicles. It was that shit. Finally, Rey Mysterio got some people, and it's great to see that. Last but not least, give me more Tiffany Stratton. I mean, I mean, what more can you say? Tiffany Stratton is a star. She is gorgeous. She is basically, I mean, what you're looking for. All the boxes have been checked. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved the beginning of Roadblock. She was perfect. I don't know much more I can say. So, yeah. you know, without further ado, Tiffany Stratton, Tiffany Stratton, Tiffany Stratton, Tiffany Stratton, Tiffany Stratton. Yes. All right. I got you. I mean, you did have 25 more seconds to keep saying her name, but you oh, know what? Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Matt Michaels, man. What do you got, man? Uh, check her box. Um, that's all I heard. Uh, <laughs> yes. Braun versus Mello should be great. And it is happening on the Saturday of WrestleMania. So most likely Braun drops the title to Mello and Braun debuts on Raw. Uh, after WrestleMania. That would make sense. Uh, Roxanne passing out was wonderful. It was it was wonderful because of the fact that those kicks were so fucking brutal that it, it made it look real. Mm -hmm. So that was nice to see. Uh, Gunther. Oh, Gunther cutting a nice little promo on <laughs> I'm supposed to have a opponent, not two number one contenders <laughs> oh they'll wrestle each other next week so we'll see if they somehow figure out how they both basically win the match <laughs> to make this a three-way match uh and uh no fuck that ruby soho is listen here's the thing damn we back on it <laughs> No, and it's not Ruby herself. And you know what? Great. Play up the fans that way. But don't put her together in the NW fucking O. 
That's all they're doing. And don't use neon green fucking spray paint that no one can see what the fuck you're doing with. It just makes absolutely no fucking sense. And by the way, it's Tony Storm with her, okay, who never really made it up to the main roster, right? So she's barely an outsider. And Soraya, okay, gone for three years, neck injury, fine, can be the head. But then you add Ruby Soho, who was nothing but a mid-carder up there. It's like you took Hall Nash and Hogan and made it Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. Tony Khan, Booker of the Year, God bless him. <laughs> All right, y'all, best in show. Let's do it. Simon Street, what was best in show for you this week? Well, I got to say, I really thoroughly enjoyed NXT Roadblock. Felt like it was a very decent show, but I got to tip my cap off to SmackDown. Um, just basically the whole show from front to end just was really good. It, you know, a lot of things correlated, obviously, the road to WrestleMania, getting us all excited after one moment, after another moment, and that's the way you build. Shit, when you have Paul Heyman flap his goddamn jaws, you listen and you love it because it's gold that's dribbling out that man's mouth. You know, you, you, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know at this point, man, is yeah. they almost like the chiefs. How could they lose? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right. Let me jump over to you. Uh, all right. Sin city. That's the show. AEW revolution. As if there was any doubt. Um, oh. three amazing matches. Um, you know, there were a couple of things that I was indifferent on and, you know, I, I even threw out a few things on the WT um, on the WTF, um, but all in all, you can't really ask for too much more of a of a pay per view event. Um, the The main event is already being talked about as being one of the better Iron Man matches in history. I don't know about that, but you know, yeah. uh, all I can say is that I thoroughly enjoyed it, just as I thoroughly enjoyed most of the show. Mm -hmm. so yeah without question aew revolution all right matt michaels who just over here just dying laughing for y'all who can't uh watch the video man <laughs> what is your best in show <laughs> I, you know it's just funny because Meltzer is the one who's just like it was the greatest iron man match in the history of iron man it's like dude i mean yeah Listen, you can have a good match and it can be awesome. That's great. But uh, come on. I mean, yeah, th this guy. Uh, it wasn't yeah. just Meltzer. No, but let's face it. The guy is behind everything. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> this is a great point. The matches are great. The story sucks. No one cares about the matches. The story sucks i.e. moxley and hangman page who fucking cares i'm so glad that then page gets to cut a promo right next to moxley's wife and basically say i'm sorry i had to do that to your husband what the fuck dude just fuck fuck these people yeah my favorite show was dynamite this week <laughs> damn oh okay 
<laughs> well, guys, look. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we about to end this show and, and start with three count. We got three uh, good topics coming up. So if you're watching us live, make sure you hop on to there so you can um, you can hear it. And if you are listening to the podcast, just make sure you download Tuesday's uh, episode. All right. So with that, this is Wrestling Talk. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.